What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Go behind the wheel and under the hood on everything automotive with high-speed stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Ben Bullen. I'm a video writer here at HowStuffWorks.com, and I'm hanging out with our very own auto editor. I'm Scott Benjamin. I'm the, uh, well, you just said it. I'm the auto editor here at HowStuffWorks.com. I kind of stole your thunder. I, you I'm know sorry. what? I, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I was shuffling through my notes. Mm-hmm. And we, we have a lot of notes on this one. Yeah, we do. This is, uh, this is kind of a complex uh, topic, but yeah. I'll try to cut through it a little bit and just uh, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll keep it simple. We'll keep it on the, uh, on the basic level for this. Yeah, yeah. This will be an everyman's guide, a layman's guide. Uh, yeah. we're, going to, uh, we're going to address... Are you ready, Scott? I'm ready. Helicopters. Excellent. I, you know what? I was a little bit um, intimidated by this topic mm-hmm. just because the more you look into it, the more science, the more history, there's so much behind what we know today as a helicopter. You mean you're not a helicopter pilot? You've never piloted a helicopter? Look, just because my nickname is Dr. Helicopter doesn't mean that I, you know, I think that's... <laughs> I'm not going to ask about that one bit. I'm, I, I really am not. No. Um, Helicopters are pretty cool. They're, I mean, I, I really, I've liked helicopters for a long time. I've never, ever been in a helicopter, and I don't know if that's, you know, because I'm afraid of it or what. Mm. I think I am. I think mm. I'm a little afraid of them. Really? Yeah, because I, there, I've been in, in towns, you know, in, in cities. Let's say you go to um, let's say you go to Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. There are helicopter tours you can take of, of not only the Strip, but you can head over to the Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. You can uh, do the, you know, the sunlight, or uh, rather the uh, the sunset tour yes um you can look at the strip at night you know from a helicopter i i i don't know i i've just kind of always backed down from the idea of ever doing that because i think i'm a little bit afraid of them well there's one thing we can gladly admit Mm -hmm. um helicopters in the air they don't look natural they're they're, it's true it's true (laughs) if i was if i was somewhere and i saw you know if i was from the middle ages or something mm-hmm. and i saw an airplane yes i'd freak out mm-hmm. but if i saw a helicopter it'd be even crazier and that's because helicopters can do something that 
you know, only even very few animals can do, like uh, hummingbirds, right, mm -hmm. are one of the few animals that can fly backwards and that can hover. Yep. And a helicopter can do those things, which a plane cannot. And, I mean, honestly, as somebody who's been in a helicopter, I, I love flying, Scott. Don't mm -hmm. get me wrong. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm a fan of hovering. How, how uh, many times have you been in a helicopter? Uh, three times. Three times, yeah. really? Very good. Well, um, tourist trip type stuff, or should yeah, I ask? Yeah, stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, not nothing, like a, nothing top secret. Not like, no. a, not like a med flight to the hospital or something. Oh, no, no, no. All um, lighthearted helicopter trips. Oh, good. Okay. So. Very good. I, um, I, you know, I, I say that I'm afraid of, afraid to go in them, but I think it's just, you know, getting over that first first fear of getting in and actually feeling what it's like. Yeah. Um, it, early When I was really young, my dad had a friend that was a, um, um, he worked in television. My dad, or my dad works in television, still uh -huh. does. And um, he he had a friend that was a, he was in a helicopter. He's either a helicopter pilot. I was really young. Okay. Helicopter pilot, or he was a, uh, a reporter in a helicopter, and it went down. Oh, and no. I, it, it sticks out in my head so vividly mm -hmm. about this helicopter crash and his friend. His friend's name was, uh, it was Kermit. His friend's name was Kermit. Um, and this is back in Peoria, Illinois, a long, long time ago. And... Um, I don't just ever since then I've, I've had this kind of irrational fear of them because from what I read, you know, this is odd, odd but we'll, we'll get into this at yeah. the end, but there's, there's a, a way that if, if a helicopter engine stops operating, there's a way for the helicopter to land safely. And I thought that, I thought you're done. I thought, you know, right. there's no coasting like you can in a plane, but, uh, Quite the contrary. It's uh, mm -hmm. there's a way to set it down, and uh, you know, like I said, we'll get into that towards the end, sure. the safety part of it. But it's actually a relatively safe vehicle mm -hmm. to travel in. Oh, I just remembered the only other animal that can impersonate a helicopter, <laughs> the dragonfly. Oh, fantastic! Good because they can also hover. Yeah, very good. Do you want to get into the history? I have a wiener dog that uh, cannot hover. You have a oh man? No, dachshund cannot hover. Cannot hover. No, dachshunds cannot hover. I was very disappointed. Uh, last dog I had was a German Shepherd. I was very yeah. disappointed. With also, his, cannot hover. His lack of hovering. Yeah, he was yeah. good at the launch. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> not so good at backing up either. A, not a, not a breed known for their aerodynamic <laughs> design. So anyway, let's let's yeah. get into this helicopter discussion here. Now that we've talked for twenty minutes about uh, other stuff, but um, yeah. related stuff. Anyways. Related stuff. So get this. What's that? Helicopter design. Mm-hmm. Guess who it goes back to? I'll bet you can guess. I will bet it is the great Kaiser Sose of our podcast, Leonardo da Vinci. Absolutely correct. And the design is uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of the 1480s. So mm. the design of the, the helicopter goes all the way back to the 1480s. And again, it's just... Now, there's some speculation if he ever, ever actually built any of these models, working models. Right, or if he just drew them. Exactly. But um, the idea was that uh, the designs that he had, the, the entire vehicle spun with the, uh, with the, um, the mm -hmm. screw shape. It's, it, well, actually, the design was called the aerial screw design. Mm -hmm. And uh, the principle that it worked on was the, the screw keeps it, you know, gives it vertical capability. Yeah. And... Um, the entire, the entire vehicle spun with the bl what would be the blades, I guess, in a modern helicopter. Mm -hmm. And, uh, of course, you don't want that because you would be violently ill quickly, I would think. Right. And, yeah. And I can throw in another one here mm -hmm. that goes back even further but is not, is not near the same as that machine. Oh, cool. Just the, there was a toy in China, the Chinese top. And um, I think... You recognize this. It's basically just feathers at the end of a stick, and you spin it between your hands, mm -hmm. 
and then when you release it, it, it flies up just for a little bit. Yeah. So I've, it's just that vertical flight. I've seen wooden versions of that. I've, I've had yeah. wooden versions of that. You pick them up at, um, you know, these little towns that are uh, mm -hmm. touristy type towns. Right. Uh, kids' toys that usually they've made them in some wood shop there mm -hmm. for, you know, they're on for sale for a dollar or two each. Um, guess, great, great fun inside. Guess when the first one of those dates back to? I, I have no idea. You said it. You said it predates. Yes, I have no idea. We're going. We're going way back here. Really? Yes, sir. Oh, tell 400 me. 400 BC. No way. Yes, way. 400 Scott. BC. Yeah. Yep. Really? Mm-hmm. That's but but still, I think we should give uh, Da Vinci the award for the first helicopter because his was a machine that someone could sit inside. Correct. But that you're talking that, that toy was 1900 years earlier. I don't think. They, uh, you know, and this is when archaeologists find the first trace of that toy. Wow. I don't think that means anybody said, hey, you know what? We should hop in one of these. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's a pretty radical idea to be able to get inside a vehicle that, that's going to actually lift off. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it took a while to get there. It did yeah. take a while to get there. I'll tell you exactly how long it took to get there. Tell me exactly how long. <laughs> <laughs> it, and um, let me see. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to 1907. 1907. 1907. All right. So 1907, uh, as a Frenchman, his name was Paul Cornu, C-O-R-N-U. And um, he had a 20-second, 30-centimeter high flight. So the, the, the flight lasted 20 seconds, 30 centimeters high mm -hmm. is all he went, but the vehicle did lift off vertically. And that counts. And, and that counts. And that's, uh, that's really um, – that's really – first test of a helicopter from what i, I mean the, what we would consider a uh, a somewhat modern helicopter mm -hmm. but then it wasn't until i think it was 1924 that another french frenchman uh flew in a helicopter he flew a distance though he flew one kilometer but it took him seven minutes and 40 seconds um so the french were working on these mm -hmm. um these the helicopters apparently very early um and so what really kind of brought this about was the World War II, the end of World War, I'm sorry, end of World War I. Um, in between the, you know, the 1907-1924 episode here, um, the advancements came after the war, near the end of the war, mm -hmm. with the idea that they could be used for... Um, Reconnaissance. Exactly, exactly. And that's, that's, that's primarily what they're used for, um, you know, from that point forward, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, and there were different you know, there were variations of this. In 1936, there was a German... Um, a German helicopter, which is probably the first practical helicopter that, that they've come up with. Um, There's also something called an autogyro, which uh, apparently could not hover, but it mm -hmm. could. Um, it, it couldn't. It could not descend vertically either. So it had kind of airplane characteristics, but it also had uh, a bit more lift, a bit more vertical mm -hmm. than than a than a airplane would. But not not exactly straight up and straight down like a helicopter we think of does. Now, are those the ones where if you were looking at them from overhead, they would appear to be roughly built like an airplane, but with uh, circular rotors inside the wings? I believe that's the one. Yeah, I, I yeah. think that's yeah. I yeah, think I know gives, what you're talking about. Yeah, and that gives it the ability to, uh, like I said, just take off with a little mm -hmm. bit less. Uh, less runway than what was yeah. necessary for a, a standard plane at the time, mm -hmm. um, because really what you know plane is all about is getting air to flow across those wings to create lift. Right. Um, with a with a helicopter, what you've got is the 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 wing is uh, the blades are taking the place of the wing, and mm -hmm. you're forcing air across those, and you're able to uh, to adjust it that way, and it's really going straight up, straight down. Mm -hmm. No need for wheels; it's just the skids. You know, again, you don't have to worry about rolling in these things. Yeah. And then when we when we see the evolution of the helicopter now, because you know between World War 
one, the or, I'm sorry, the interwar period mm-hmm. to modern times, obviously there have been some pretty smart people doing some pretty smart things. Yeah, that's right, and they're pretty advanced now. I mean, I've, I mean, I, I, I like watching helicopters. I like seeing them because they're just they're pretty fascinating, really. Yeah. There's a there's a small helicopter near where I live, um, here in Georgia, lands on top of an optometrist building, um, <laughs> out in the city that I live in. Really. And uh, yeah, the 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 wires around there, the telephone wires all have the big orange, uh, you know, the, the balls that they attach to those so that they can see the, the wires. They're all around there. And occasionally you'll see the helicopter on top of the building. I don't know if he just uses it to get to and from work or what, but, mm. um, so they're in the hands of private individuals now as well. Yeah. And they have been for a long time. It's not anything new. And they're companies that make, you know, one seat helicopters that, you know, you can build on your own. Yeah, build your own. I, I, I love watching those videos of those that, you know, the, the guy brings it in and he can balance it on top of a fence post or something like yeah, that. Those are yeah. really cool. But I don't know if I would want to build my own helicopter, really. I, I just are have a, a little skepticism about, um, you know, getting in something and then taking it up to, I don't know, a thousand feet. Um, just my okay. own my own thing, my own yeah, worry. Yeah, I, I, see, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I I really agree with you. Once you get to a thousand feet, I think I could build one and then around, honestly, around about a hundred feet. Yeah. I would start thinking, all so, right, time to land this so thing. So let me get this straight. You're okay with falling a hundred feet? Yeah. Okay. That just, I mean, to me, a hundred feet, a thousand feet, I guess it's all the same at that point. Well, I, I think I could survive. Sure. Sure yeah, could, I yeah. wish you guys could see Scott's face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that Dis- is not a Ben will survive face. Dis- that's disbelief. But uh, <laughs> well, we'll see. Anyways, there's a, there's a lot to yeah. flying helicopters, and um, oh yeah. Do you, do you know anything about the controls, or do you- I know that like a motorcycle, a helicopter requires all four of your limbs for operation. Correct. Yeah, you're right. It's a it's a handful to fly a helicopter. That's for sure, and that's why um, even <laughs> this is a, maybe a bad comparison. I don't know, but even remote control helicopters. Yes. Uh, you have to train to fly remote control helicopters because otherwise you'll destroy your, your investment quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can't just pick it up and, and get it or understand it right away. Flying a real helicopter, obviously much more complex and also, I mean, just very difficult to do. I mean, you, there's your hands are moving, mm-hmm. your feet are moving at all times. There's a lot to it. Um, there, there's um, your hand controls are the cyclic control, which uh, which controls your your lateral direction, which is the forward, backward, left, and right. Okay. There's a collective uh, control, which is really just up and down and engine speed. And um, then there's also the feet. Your feet are on pedals that control the tail rotor, and the tail rotor is a very critical part of of every helicopter. Really, um, the tail rotor controls the torque that comes from the main rotor which prevents your helicopter from spinning correct like leonardo's original auto or original gyroscope idea exactly so that it doesn't uh it doesn't just wildly spin out of control as soon as you lift off the ground um the tail rotor counteracts whatever the rotor is going to do to you so let's say that you know the you lift off and it starts to uh starts to kind of pivot around one way or the other on that axis of the, the main rotor. Um, the, the, the tail rotor, which you control with your feet, again, remember, mm-hmm. um, you're able to balance that out so that it, it remains steady or you're able to you know, swing it around and you can, you can pivot however mm-hmm. you like. Uh, helicopters are extremely versatile. They're, they're really flexible in the way they can move. They, they can move up, down, left, right. Uh, they can hover. They can go, go back. Like we said, they can yeah. go backwards. Um, airplanes can't do that. So it uh, gives them advantage. And hovercrafts, I mean, not hovercrafts, excuse me, helicopters 
as a result, can fly almost anywhere. Yeah, that's right. They're, uh, it, you know, other than, well, I, I guess if you think of it this way, I mean, you can't fly an airplane through uh, dense woods or anything either. But, right. um, you know, it, again, you got to be careful with, you know, what your surroundings, but uh, really they can get into a lot of areas that airplanes can't get into, mm-hmm. and they can leave those areas just as easily. Um, with an airplane, you need a long landing strip, and you also need a long, you know, takeoff, so a long area for takeoff. Um that's a, a definite advantage. And that's why you see them, you know, that they're able to land on the highway and pick up, you know, somebody who's critically injured and needs to get to a hospital immediately. Um, helicopters are the, the vehicle of choice. And if you think about it, that one main advantage, it, that's the primary reason that people uh, have insisted upon maintaining, improving, revising helicopter design, despite several disadvantages, you know, um, in the military, of course, where we see a lot of helicopter research. Mm-hmm. I think the original um, mass production of helicopters, right, was was a military mm-hmm. effort. Um, if you see the way helicopters are designed now, uh, of course, for a long time, they were just there to transport troops or to get reconnaissance. I guess first reconnaissance, and then later when they could lift more, they, they had troops or medical supplies or rescue. Mm-hmm. But the problem was, you know, these things were flying ducks basically mm-hmm. yeah they're they're uh they're a bit dangerous because they're uh they're they're relatively slow compared to a jet or yeah. an airplane they're an easier target mm-hmm. but uh they, they're just so darn practical yeah. they really they really are practical and they can get in and out quickly um and and effectively i mean and and i guess the precision you're able to set down exactly where you want to mm-hmm. um you're able to take off quickly again you know you never yeah. never even have to shut it off just uh just set down unload or load whatever you have to do and get out and uh but again like you said they they're not as quick as a jet or a, a plane and uh relatively easy target so that's the downside but um they do have this incredible there are some that are mm-hmm. they, have, they have this incredible lifting ability um very valuable for that i've got i've got a really cool piece of trivia for you Scott. Oh, okay good there is a tradition of naming helicopters after Native American tribes. I didn't know that. The Apache. The Blackhawk, apparently. Hmm. I, I, I picked this up somewhere, mm-hmm. and it's one of those things that finally connected and made sense to me. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know why that tradition has come about, but it's still there. And um, it kind of spurred me to read about the Apache and some of the modern military helicopters. Mm-hmm those things are crazy uh, enlighten me i'm uh, i'm a little bit behind on the oh, helicopter oh, technology oh, okay. if you've got some i mean i didn't mean to no, catch no, you no, off guard no. there or anything like that perfect but. yeah uh pardon part of my shuffle being here a little <laughs> that's bit. all right um okay so let's just take the black hawk right uh it started service in uh the late 70s and it's still one of the one of the main choice helicopters for military forces around the world we have an article on it how Blackhawk helicopters work. Uh, so it works like pretty much, you know, every helicopter has to have the same design, which again, you know, if we got in into that design, we'd be here for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, basic design, you mean? They're all a little bit different, right? But they've got the same basic elements is what you're saying. Right. Okay, yes. Got yes, it. exactly. So it has three crew members, right? So um, counting, not counting those three crew members, it can carry 11 soldiers, uh, and that's so a lot of times you'll see a Black Hawk in in film or something as a transport vehicle 
to, to carry soldiers into a drop mm-hmm. zone or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, no kidding. 14 people. Yeah, totally. Wow. Which is a lot it's if pretty you think big of a ca- helicopter. Pretty big capacity. It's like yeah. a small bus. Yeah, we're used to seeing the small um, traffic monitoring and weather monitoring copters. Yeah. Two seat. Mm-hmm. So, and that's because uh, each wing can carry about 9,000 pounds of external loads. Whoa. Yeah, wow. and they have like a, they have a cargo hook that that can help them carry around boxes of stuff. Cool. And uh, they have 16 missiles. 16? Uh-huh. Holy cow. These and they can carry, carry a lot of weight. They can carry another 16 in inside to reload. Wow. So the days of just flitting around trying not to get hit yeah. are done and over with my it's friends. Gone. Okay, yeah. good. And so they've got uh they've got some other problems that are addressed in the the problems of being an easy target. Uh a lot of our the US military's money is spent trying to fix those. So the fuel system is made to seal itself off mm-hmm. if it gets hit. So very you know, smart. Yeah, and all those all those war movies where you see a helicopter shot and the tail rotor goes out and it spins around sure. and then they shoot it again and blows up. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that doesn't happen with a Blackhawk. And then um, they can also, in case the missiles aren't enough, stick two machine guns on there and uh, have two gunners for those. And you can actually, it says here, you can replace uh, one of the monitoring systems with a chain gun. A chain gun? Yeah, this thing is pretty much capable of you remember Samuel Jackson in Pulp Fiction? Yes. This helicopter, as well as the Apache, they're basically designed to be as hardcore as his character <laughs> and just rain down vengeance <laughs> nice, uh, upon people. Nice comparison. It was an awkward comparison, but uh, thank no, you for going with right. me. I, I, I dig it. So I, I just wanted to say, I just wanted to take a moment and talk yeah. about that because it, it's so mind-boggling when you think of the helicopter's original design, what it is sort of morphed into. Mm-hmm as we've been able to figure out more of the technology behind mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I, I, I think that's pretty cool. I, I'm Like I said, I'm a little bit behind on the technology stuff on helicopters, um, but I, one thing that I, I did find cool, and I, I promised that I would talk about this early on, so yeah. we're going to, and, and not much more than this really, but okay. um, auto-rotation. This is a safety feature that, um, that I was telling you about, that it, a helicopter can put itself safely on the ground, well, with a lot of help from the pilot, but mm-hmm. it can relatively safely place itself on the ground if the engine stops in midair. Let's do, okay, let, to really bring this home, let's do a hypothetical. Sure. All right. I am with you in a helicopter. You're mm-hmm. piloting the helicopter. Mm-hmm. The engine dies. We're going down. Yep. How are we going to do it without dying? It, it go, you know what? The thing goes, it, it goes straight down. It really does. It goes down, but it doesn't go down as fast as you would think it would. It doesn't fall like a rock. The uh, the, the blades are able to spin. They're able to. Uh, they're, they slow the vertical speed. Mm, um, so okay. they slow it. They slow it down to the point where it's going. I think they said that it slows down to around 15 miles per hour, which 15 is or 15. Wow, which is pretty amazing. That's that's the roughly the same speed that a uh, a parachutist hits the ground when they have the parachute open. Um, hmm. So that's you know, not bad, but not not great to land. You know, you're, you're hitting the ground at 15 miles per hour in a helicopter. That's not good either way. But um, yeah. the idea is that it it softens the landing, and it's it's possible because the rotor then is allowed to free spin, or it's allowed to freewheel, is what it's called, a freewheel uh, unit. Okay. Um, so the blades can spin faster, and 
what it does is it just it just slows it down slows down the airspeed and there's also and I don't quite understand exactly how this works but there's how this works but there's a there's a a uh, a flare at the end that's possible that will I don't know if it further increases the speed of the uh, of the rotor or what, but mm-hmm. it it will even further soften the uh, the landing, just the the instant before it hits the ground. So, mm-hmm. um, the idea is that the the pilot has a lot to do quickly. I mean, they do have to counteract the 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 rotation that we're talking about. You know, the uh, the the uh, the torque steer, I guess, from the main rotor that happens again. So the the pilot has to jump right on what's going on. He has to know immediately what to do. Okay. So it's it's not like he just get, you know throws up his hands and says, "Well, we're going down." It's it's you know there's things that have to happen for this to work out correctly or for everybody to live. So in our scenario, the engine dies. I throw up my hands and say, "Well, we're gonna we're going down." <laughs> yes, I bail out on the <laughs> left. But um, no, it's it it's really kind of cool because I, I had no idea that it was able to do this. But the idea yeah. is that you're able to that you're able to hopefully find a spot that's safe to set this down like in a field or maybe mm-hmm. even on a street try to avoid any buildings or anything you know on unlevel surfaces that you know maybe it would roll over when it hits but um it, much i guess more safe than i thought it was uh, yeah. in a helicopter i just for some reason i i thought it would drop like a rock right out of the sky but um you know where a, a, an airplane requires forward movement and a lot of speed mm-hmm. to glide even and but that's possible but um, a helicopter doesn't need that. It just it does fall, but it falls much slower, and that's due to this auto rotation. So I thought that was really interesting, and that's really nice. about the last bit I have about helicopters today. But so you um, wouldn't you wouldn't build your own helicopter? Uh, you know, fun project, but I don't. Yeah. I, I just would be a little wary of flying in something that I built. I mean, maybe a boat I'd be all right in. I, I don't know, but uh, in a car because <laughs> you can sure. swim. Yeah, because I can swim, and you know, car you can get out and put your feet on the ground, but. Um, Building yeah. your own plane, your own helicopter—that's that's a different level. A little different. That's a different level, okay. yeah. How about you, Ben? Would you build your own helicopter? You know what? I would definitely build my own helicopter. It's kind of strange because you know I'm obviously terrified of doing the uphill race that we had talked about earlier. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> at the, the Pikes Peak. Um, yeah. Just for some reason, the idea of that cliff. <laughs> yeah, because oh, that's crazy to get that's the car crazy, and drive but, uphill. But, but building um, my own helicopter, yeah, yeah I would. Um, even after what we've talked about now, especially now that I know I might not die if it, if uh, I have less than perfect craftsmanship, I you know I want I probably would do it. Mm-hmm. I don't. I have a hard time thinking of anyone I could talk into going with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that seems irresponsible. Well, most yeah. of these hobby helicopters are, uh, you know, single-seater anyways. Oh, that's good. Plus, very quick commute to work. Oh, you're right. You could land right on the roof, yeah. and, uh, you're, and you're done. I worked at Chrysler when Bob Lutz worked there, and he would fly his helicopter in from, I think he lived in Ann Arbor, and he would land on the top of the headquarters and go back and forth that way. That's crazy. It's pretty awesome. Uh, I'm sold. Yeah. Okay, so that wraps it up for us today. Uh, to our listeners, you guys, thanks so much for uh, tuning in. Have you ever piloted a helicopter, uh, rode in one? Do you have any particularly uh, strange stories about those? Or do you have an, an, an idea that you would like to have us do a podcast on? If so, uh, please send us an email at highspeedstuff at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at howstuffworks.com. And be sure to check out the High Speed Stuff blog on the howstuffworks.com homepage.
So, should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander. Or we could do something in between like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So, Toyota is electrified diversified? Yup, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's Beyond Zero vision for the future. Exactly how much coffee have you had this morning? Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Viking. Committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at viking.com. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done.